Hi everyone, Nick Bradley here. Welcome to Scale Up. So we're going to talk about how you can create freedom in your business, or let's call it freedom from your business, if that's how you want to describe it, without actually selling or without exiting. Now I'm going to talk about selling your business and exiting in that way in a sec. But I wanted to kind of go through the other options because there's a little bit of a misconception. I talk a lot about the the rationale and the reasons as to why you may want to sell your business at some point in the future. And there's some very good reasons for that. It's, it's a, certainly should be something that you evaluate and consider while you're on your journey. But there are other ways to exit your business, right? And I wanted to make sure today that you understood the options that are available to you because freedom which is an important thing for many entrepreneurs and business owners and may be very important to you, can be achieved in different ways, okay? So just to kick this off, the episode today was inspired by a book that I read many, many years ago that made a big difference on my life. And that book is Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Now, if you haven't read that book, I suggest you read it. If you've got kids who are showing signs of entrepreneurism and well, actually, you know what, to be honest, if they just want to know about how you create income from assets and how you start to not have to rely on a job to have a livelihood, it is a great what I call foundation book, right? And it's been around for years, an absolute classic. But in that book, he talks about what is called the cash flow quadrant. And this is a game changer for a lot of business owners because once once they understand the different dimensions of how you move through the chain, move up the cycle, whatever you want to call it within a business, you can start to see where that, that first tranche of freedom can become available to you. So just to quickly go through Robert Kiyosaki's cash flow quadrant. So he calls this the four ways to produce income. So the first quadrant, it's in the top left corner, is E. And that stands for employee, right? So, you know, you start off and you have a job, you work for someone. And effectively, what you are doing there is you are trading time, your time for money. Okay, so that's the first level, if you want to think about that, but you can produce income from it. It's just not something that is usually going to be the thing that creates massive wealth, generational wealth, all that sort of thing. Okay, so once you move from being an employee where you have a job, you move into the second quadrant, which is S, which stands for self-employed, right? So this is where, you know, you own a job, right? You're still trading time for money, but you get to trade that time for money more on your terms as opposed to having to report into, report back into an employer, Okay, so it's still not great. And a lot of people, when they become self-employed, realize that they just have a a different type of boss and that boss is their clients and their customers. But it's still a shift away to having a bit more control over your income versus the first quadrant being an employee. Okay, now the next one, once you start moving around the chain, um, is B, which is business owner. And the important thing here is when you become a business owner, you own a system. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about why that's important later on, certainly in this concept of freedom, because you effectively have a machine that other people are working in for you. So you don't have to be the person that's doing everything. 
Okay, now a lot of business owners get stuck here because they think once they own the business, they, business, they still need to do everything, and that is simply not the case. So one of the first things you've got to think about when you want to create freedom for yourself is who are the people that I need to employ, what structure do they need to be employed in, have I got the right people in the right seats, and are they you know, operating to a very, very clear set of documented processes. Okay, so that's the business owner. Great place to be. Some people stay as the business owner with a very well-run business for years, and that can certainly create significant amounts of wealth. It's a, it's a good place to be. But if you dare, if you dare to go a little bit beyond that, the next quadrant, the final quadrant, okay, remember we're talking about the four ways you can produce income, is I, the investor. And this is where you own investments, you own assets, Okay, and so if you think about that, the assets produce the income. So the more assets you have, the more income you can make. Okay, so that's that's the, that's the cash flow quadrant. A really interesting thing to look into. As I said, if you haven't read Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Poor Dad book, go into it. He goes into a heap more detail, but it's a really foundational piece. I think that entrepreneurs need to understand. But what I want to get into today is different ways that you can create freedom. And we've talked about a couple of them already, you know. So, you know, if you're working in a business, right, and you are the worker, let's say, right, the person who's actually doing the work, you know, the first thing that you can do to change your trajectory is you can become a manager, right? So you're not necessarily doing all the work, but you are managing other people to do the work. Now, that that is a, a way of achieving some level of freedom, okay, very, very sort of early stage, but it is still freedom. Once you've done that, right, once you've, you know, become the manager, the next, the next rung, if you like, up the ladder is to become a senior leader, an executive, if you like, a C-suite or ultimately the CEO. Now, if you are the CEO, you are effectively leading a team of leaders and managers, Okay, so and this I did an episode years ago about, you know, what does it take to be a great CEO? It ta- what it takes to be a great CEO is to make sure you're not doing any of the work. Okay, you're coming up with the vision, the strategy, you're setting the purpose, the intent, you're setting the tone for the culture, but you're not doing any work. If you're the CEO and you're out there winning businesses and, you know, all the time and you're out there trying to manage the clients and make sure things are getting fulfilled and all this sort of thing, then, you know, you're not really the CEO, okay? You're the manager. You just think you're the CEO and you might have that as your job title. The key thing here is you've got to have that operating system in place that I mentioned beforehand in the, in the cash flow quadrant, very similar to that business business owner positioning, okay? But what I want to talk about really is the three ways that you can create freedom beyond everything else, okay? So we've talked about the, the, the more simplistic things when you're at the beginning of your career or your entrepreneurial journey, but I want to talk about the three main ones. Now, the first one is where you're not even on the organizational chart at all, okay? So you effectively have taken yourself out of the CEO role, out of the MD role, and you're effectively on the board, right? You are, you might be the chairman of the board. You might be sitting on the board with, you know, advisors around you, but you don't have to do anything in the business at all because you've hired a CEO to run the business for you. Now, if we bring in um, the stuff that Gino Wickman talks about a little bit here with traction, where he talks about the visionary and the integrator, often a great CEO is like an integrator. They run everything for you. But the great thing about this exit or this this pathway to freedom 
is you can travel the world with your family. You can check in on your business from a laptop. You know, you can go in there once a quarter and have a strategy session, but you're not running the day-to-day. You're not even really running the strategy. You are setting the the intent, the outcomes, the results that you want, right, as, as the business owner still, but you are not involved in any day-to-day. And I work with a lot of people when they get to that stage and they just want to stay at that stage. And me personally, I have multiple businesses, and I sit in that level quite a lot, right? So I'm kind of overseeing the governance, but I'm not involved day to day, okay? So that's the first one. And if you're not there, that's a great place to aim to get to first. It's a fantastic position to be in. Okay, the second one is where you don't even sit on the board. Right? You, you effectively just become a shareholder in the business, right? And you can be effectively a silent you know, shareholder if you want. So, you know, this is where you might even sell some of your business to some other investors and you just become, you know, a part owner. Um, you're still taking dividends. You still have some level of ownership. You know, you can check in and see what's going on and all that sort of stuff if you want to. But, you know, you've delegated even the board responsibility to someone else, right? You know, so you're simply there, the person, you know, taking in the income. And if there is a sale of the business in the future, then you're obviously going to get the proceeds of that as well. The great thing about this type of freedom, this type of exit is you don't even have to get involved at all, right? You, you literally can have these assets that are, that are well run. They're well run, you know, in the business where the CEO and the leadership team is. They're well run by the governance structure, the board of advisors. And you are simply there, you know, creating income and building wealth from the asset, okay? The final exit, the final one is where you exit the ownership, okay? This is where, you know, you go from either being, you know, sitting on the board, the CEO, the investor, but you cash out, right? You cash out of the business. And this is where you can go on, and I say this a lot, but I'm really passionate about it. This is where you can go on to make, you know, more money, create more wealth, create a bigger impact, leave a legacy. The thing here, and and this is, I'm still trying to get my head around this, if I'm honest. I get it from a emotional level, but you know, the number one reason why a business fails to sell, and now when I say that a good business, a, good, a business that is sellable, you know what the number one reason is? It's the seller getting cold feet right at the very end. Okay. Now I get it, right? But it's one of those things that if you plan in advance and you understand what you are going to do once you have sold your business, it doesn't have to be such a a challenging emotional time. That, that's why, I mean, I get it, right? I understand why it happens. But obviously, if you want to exit your business and sell it, in other words, you want to cash out at some point in the future, you've got to plan that that third act, that second, you know, the, the stage of your life, if you like, where you're going to have an, a compelling future to be drawn into, okay? Most owners don't plan for that and they expect that their business is going to sell, it doesn't sell, or they don't know what they're doing next, and it becomes a very painful situation. So if you want to go all the way through to that final exit that I just mentioned, the cash out exit, right, where you sell the ownership of the business, one of the things I absolutely encourage you to do is think about what you're doing next. Okay, nothing more important than knowing what you're doing next, because, you know, you're not going to get caught up in the in the emotion necessarily of, you know, what's happening to this thing that's defined my identity for so many years. Okay, final point on that, you know, the best time to sell a business 
is when you don't want to sell a business, right? So all of the stuff that I've just covered in this episode today is about building a business which is sellable, which is exitable, but it doesn't mean that you have to do it, right? You don't have to do it. You can have freedom and still have ownership, but build a business which has the ability to exit just in case you decide that you want to, you know, that final exit, that cash out exit, and then you have covered all bases. Okay, so I hope that helps today. Lots of different things in this episode. I've rattled through, you know, cash flow quadrants and Robert Kiyosaki all the way to, to how I think about different exits. But, you know, when you think about freedom, freedom is what we want to create for ourselves. The, our business is a vehicle to do that. There are different ways of achieving your outcome. And uh, I certainly wanted to make sure that I covered that today. As I always say, be grateful, be brave, have faith and show up. Bye for now. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Scale Up with Nick Bradley. If you enjoy the show just as much as I enjoy creating it for you, then I'd really appreciate you leaving a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And while you're there, why not subscribe to the channel so you never miss a future episode? It really helps me. It helps the show. Plus, it makes it easier for others to access the content that I'm producing week in and week out. And finally, if you want more information about anything you heard in today's show, or to find out how you can get more help in scaling up your business and your life, click the link in the show notes now to learn about our coaching, mentoring, and mastermind programs. See you soon.